Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to What a Load of Cobblers, Northampton Town fanzine reborn in podcast form. I'm Tom Reed and today I'm joined by a player who made his way in Danish football before becoming a bit of a cult player for Millwall and then joining Cobblers, spearheading the attack in a talented Stuart Gray side. It's Paul Huberts. Hello, Paul. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, as good as can be expected for lockdown. Look, people going a bit, you know, look at obviously the, all the problems and stuff, but missing football. And it's good, it's good just to take some time to uh, think about good times in football and playing for Northampton. And your, your name is a, a name that comes up a lot. Uh, you've uh, with your success at Cobblers, you must have a lot of good memories of playing for Northampton. Oh yeah, I did. Um, always nice to be uh, to be playing for for a good side and and uh, some nice supporters. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's nearly 15 years ago now. But uh, when when you called me a few days ago, I was thinking, wow, I'm I'm only 43, but even I remember everything. I think, yeah. Yeah, time flies, and I I, I would say that your time at Northampton was short but sweet. It was only a year, I think, in total, but uh, some really good memories collected in that period. Yeah. Um, before we before we talk about Northampton and Millwall and your English adventure, uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about your your you know your childhood in in, in Denmark and how you came into football. Um, you're from Roskilde in Denmark, which is about it's about half an hour from Copenhagen, the capital. Yeah, well, you, you're talking miles, so it's pretty, it's pretty close to 20 miles from uh, from Copenhagen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and you, were, you, were you like a mad, mad, uh, mad on football as a child? Did you really like playing football and stuff? Oh yeah, I think so. I'm uh, like all the other guys in uh, in Denmark and Europe, the whole world. Um, yeah, looking looking up to the to the big players in the Danish squad, uh, Michael Michael Laudrup and all these guys. Um, so uh, yeah. I was running around when since I was been five years old with the uh, with the ball in front of me. So yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's, it's the same story, I think. <laughs> I guess in in Denmark too, you had the Euro '92, uh, you know, title winning side, which uh, must have been massive in the country back in those oh. days. Oh yeah, it was unbelievable. Even we didn't even qualify because of the war in uh, Yugoslavia. We uh, we went and suddenly the squad was getting together. I think it was was it less than 10 days before the first game against England and then mm. suddenly they were they were in the semi-final they beat they beat Holland on penalty I think and then yeah. it was absolutely on fire in the final and they beat Germany 2-0 and then oof, yeah unbelievable yeah. story but um, there's only there's only two groups and you know eight teams so uh, 
people will probably think it's easier, but when you're not even qualified to, to the cup and then suddenly meet up with the guys and then, yeah, go all the way, that's, that's an unbelievable story. A massive win. And if England ever win anything like that, like the World Cup or the Euros, <laughs> we would go crazy, let alone Denmark. You must have been uh, like, obviously, you weren't that old then, but uh, a brilliant uh, success. Did you, um, how did you get involved in uh, playing for FC Roskilde and the local team? How did that come about? Um, actually, I played for a more local team, like a smaller club, Roskilde Kofu, oh, okay. when I was a young young player and then suddenly grew up to, to play the under 15, I think it's in England, isn't it? It's under 15, yeah. under 16, under 17, around that, that age when you when you have to find out if you want to do something more about it. And then, yeah, then I went to the to the bigger club in Roskilde and then uh, it, went, it went all the way. Uh, and then I had a few ways off, to be honest, because I was tired of playing football, went to school and taking care of all my, my friends. Um, and then suddenly, once it come back to me and then... Uh, I started the, the professional football career in the, in the in a club called uh, uh, now it's called FC Norcia and at that point it was Farm Ball Club but uh, yeah when I was twenty yeah I I've, I've done a little bit of uh, reading about your Danish career it's not it's not easy to track Danish football because there's a lot of clubs <laughs> they, they merge with other teams and there's financial yeah. problems and stuff so one club like Farum became Nor- how do you say that in Danish Norskjylland yeah, yeah exactly Norskjylland yeah and they, they're, yeah. Playing the, they're playing the Super League now they've, they've, they've done since we, we went up in the 2003 I think it was yeah yeah so you you helped them to promotion didn't you uh, exactly exactly uh, I think you scored you were scoring quite frequently I think that season you scored quite After- a few goals um and yeah. you got loaned back, didn't you? You got loaned back to uh, BK Fram, is it? Fram, yeah. And then I went up with, uh, I went on loan for uh, for six months, uh, and then I went up to the, then we were getting promoted to the Superliga with with BK Fram. Yeah. And then afterwards I moved back to another, not another old club, but an old an old manager who wanted me back to a, a club called Hafølje, and they were just promoted the same time as BK Fram. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, did you, you played in clubs in different areas of Denmark? Was it was it difficult to move around to different clubs, or because it's quite a small country, you were okay? Well, and all these clubs we're talking about now is it's only forty minutes from Farum is forty minutes from Roskilde, BK Fram is Copenhagen, right? Hafølje is the other way, twenty minutes from Roskilde, and I moved to uh, I moved to Copenhagen when I played for for Fram, and and yeah, all the three clubs I, I, I lived in Copenhagen, so it's like. It's nothing compared to when no. I played in England. I was I was talking with some of the guys, and they say, "Where do you live?" Oh, we, I've been traveling for two hours this morning for this. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Okay," uh, <laughs> but that's, uh, that yeah. was quite quite normal, I think, in England. Yeah, well, yeah. like for instance, like because England has got a big, such a big um, oh, yeah. wide variety of clubs. You could play, for, for instance, Exeter City in the yeah. south of the country, and you could get transferred to. Um, Carlisle, Carlisle. Right, the north of the country. Yeah, like the world's. I've been there. I've been there. Club. Whoa, yeah. what a place! I've never been there. I never oh. been because it's too far and I can't be bothered. But no, but <laughs> we, they were playing in our league, so we did. We, we need to go there. But it was like I think it was a ten-hour travel from London because the, first of all you have to meet up at the den, and then you need to travel out of London. I think it's M21. It took us two hours just to get out of London yeah, on, yeah, on a yeah. Friday and then you have to go up north on a Friday forget, forget <laughs> all it was unbelievable but yeah that's how it is when you don't yeah, have exactly. to fly so um and then I was looking at 
just before you left Denmark, you played for a club called AAB. Yeah. Uh, 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 I went to um, yeah I, I was I was the top scorer from Hafølje when in, in one season and then they brought me to to Aalborg. That's pretty one of the not the biggest club but top five Big in Denmark. Club, yeah. Yeah, yeah, top five in Denmark. I was looking. Then, they um, they're the first Danish club to play in the Champions League. Um, yeah. North of Denmark, I think it is. I think it was, is it on the other island as well? Yeah. Like, no, you call it Jutland, but it's that, yeah. that's yeah. It is. It's an Jutland is an island and then there's Jutland, so it is. It is. That's that's far away, and I need to move up. That's that's four hours from. from <laughs> it's far away in Denmark, but yeah, <laughs> it's, four, it's four hours from. But you can, you can live in Roskilde and then play for Aalborg. You have to move. So uh, yeah, yeah. That's far uh, away. <laughs> and the, the stadium I was looking at, Aalborg, slightly bigger than Sixfields, but it looks it looks fairly similar. Like, oh, it is. I think they got like a big. They got they got ten thousand, ten thousand or something. Hmm. Um, but they played. They played in the Champions League against Man United. But like when I played for Northampton, I think. Yeah, uh, a, a club with real tradition. A club with mm. real tradition yeah, in, in exactly. Denmark. Yeah. How did that season go? I think you were only there for one season before you left. For yeah, that? that was that was a pretty shitty season, to be honest. I was quite happy. There it was a big move for me because it was a it's a pretty big club. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't do well. Um, Scored only three goals in the whole season, I think. When you're a striker, it's not when you. That's what not what you want to do when you, when you're bought from another club. Um, so uh, maybe sometimes difficult when you've moved about a little bit, like you did in your career, trying to get um, find find your place, make uh, you know get consistency, which is super important for every striker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, did Did you think at the back of your mind that were you thinking about England at that point? When did the, your thoughts about moving to England come about? Mm, when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> right, when, okay. When I was when I was a kid, we were watching you know I don't know what they call it in England, but it's, it was a Saturday football in in Denmark when you when you need to see the Premier League on Saturdays uh, four o'clock, and then uh, all these great players. You remember Jan Milby playing on yeah. the midfield for Liverpool. He was not moving around, but he was standing inside the midfield and. <laughs> Unbelievable yes. player, I think. Um, no, he but... played for. Um, he played against Northampton in 1997 uh, playoff cup final for Swansea, and uh, he was. Oh, well, let's just say fairly round in shape. <laughs> I think. I think he was round when he was playing. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, he was playing. He played for Swansea at Wembley against Northampton. Oh, he, played for... he was very oh, round. God. Yeah, but he was. He didn't even need to move. He was just no, an no. elegant player yeah. that moved the ball around and. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so you obviously uh, English football is, is huge in Scandinavia. So oh, you watch. Did you have an English team that you liked? Uh, I still have an English team, but I'm I'm not quite happy about it. But, but oh, okay. do, no, no, I'm just <laughs> fine. I'm an I'm an Arsenal man. Um, okay. The good thing about it is, they, I think they really got the right manager at the moment. That's that's the guy who's going to take them. All the way. It's gonna take a few seasons, but since they, since the good guy was left, they have been shit, and the players have been shit. But I think he's yeah. he's, a, he's a good guy. He's, he's got all the history behind him. He, yeah, I'm I'm a so fan. You, so hopefully. so you you obviously you were obviously big, very aware of English football, and uh, I assume Massive. that I assume that it, it worked out like this. You you weren't so happy at Oldberg in terms of chances to play and stuff and maybe how you played and then you were thinking right 
uh, maybe think about England. How did how do you how do you go from Denmark to Millwall? How did it work? Oh yeah, it was just, it was a quite a strange story because it, we started the preseason at Aalborg and I was I was pretty happy about the club. The guys was uh, loved the manager and all the stuff was okay. Uh, and and then suddenly I was thinking I was I can remember 29. I think I need to get the last few years out of something special. And then yeah. uh, I had an agent, um, Michael Johansson. He, he played for Coventry and he played for Bolton, okay. and a few a few cups, a few games for the national team as well. A small red red guy. They were twins, Martin and Michael Johansson. And then he was living in in England at that moment because he was doing some agent stuff. And then said, "There is a chance you can you can go to uh, to a club over there, but you have to do like uh, a trial." And I'm to be honest, I'm not a fan of doing trial shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's the only chance you have sometimes when you need to go to England because they, they really don't know any players from Denmark. Yeah. So uh, so so it, so he said, uh, Millwall Day, I didn't even know what Millwall was like when I was Googling it. Afterwards, I found out that it was a, a pretty big club compared to all the fans they got, <laughs> all the, story, mm, all the stories. And then suddenly it was... I think, all right, let's do it. It's London. I said to my wife at that point, it's London. And then she was on my back because living in London, that's that's amazing, I think. It was amazing. So um, so I took the chance. Um, went to London on a, on a on a Monday morning, I think. And then uh, had uh, two sessions, one session on a Monday and, and a session on, on Tuesday. And then we, we played a game Tuesday evening um, against Reading. I think they were promoted to to the to the Premier League, and we were relegated to the Championship. Um, mm. <clears throat> and we lost one nil, and then and yeah, I played I played seventy five minutes, I think. Um, did an okay job, uh, and then uh, suddenly um, they had a meeting after the game, and I went back to went back to Denmark, and I said, well, I don't I don't know. I've been there for like two days. I played a game, and I had a, a session. You know what I mean? So. Uh, so they began uh, talking with the club and then find out it was a, a good thing for me to go there. And, and Aalborg, OB, said that it could be okay. But then suddenly they want money for me. And then, yeah, it took an hour to, uh, took an, a week to get, a, to get everything sorted. And then suddenly, um, a few days after, I was uh, on the plane to, to London. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how uh, moves like that can work out. You were signed by Nigel Spackman, actually, who's... Uh, yeah. the- manager and he was actually a player in his time himself um and then he got he got sacked didn't he he didn't last oh, it was it was a, a, a first of all i didn't know anything about english football you know you heard about the premier league you, yeah. you heard a little bit about the championship and then say, and then you said league one mm. but even league one is is pretty much the same as the best league in denmark <laughs> mm. even that the money is much bigger <laughs> the crowd mm. is much bigger you can go to Forest, twenty-two thousand. You can go to Leeds, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then I didn't know any, anything about it. So, so it was it was a pre-season. I went there a week before the first game. Uh, Twenty new players were signed, a new manager, a new assistant manager, and and the only thing I heard was that we need to get promoted. We need to get up as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, all right, perfect. Um, and then after. Five games, we had one point, I think. I was on the bench for all the games. I, I, I was coming up from the sub, but 
didn't do anything really. And then suddenly the the last game of August month, I think, we I came on from the bench and then we I scored and then we won one nil mm. against Oldham. I remember. Sure, and then yeah. everything, everything was turned around. But I can remember if Nigel Manny was sacked before or after that game. But it was like after one game on a, on a, on a Tuesday or Wednesday evening, suddenly uh, the police came into our, our our room and said, "You need to, you need, we need to get everything sorted. You need to go with us uh, to the to the car park and then go home." And then I was watching what I didn't know what was going on. Okay. But when I went out to the to the place where all the car uh, our car was sold, and uh, there was about thousand Millwall fans waiting for the man, for the gaffer. Uh, and okay. I said, and I said, "Whoa, this is this is not Denmark." <laughs> <laughs> but, but suddenly, and, and and they were waiting for him, seriously waiting for him, and not you know you have heard about the Millwall fans. They are yeah, yeah, oh, they're yeah. Uh, passionate. Let's put let's call it passion. Uh, uh, that that's what they are. I like that to be honest, but that was too yeah, much, yeah. I think. And then the day after, the first training, the day after, the, the manager was sacked. <laughs> So, yeah. That's, uh, okay, that's... so the, the the fans weren't happy with the manager, were they? Oh no, absolutely <laughs> not. But but he, I think it was not. It was, yeah, of course, it's the it's always the manager's fault. But but there were, it was the result. You know what I mean? We haven't won for five games. The mm. the club was supposed to get promoted, <laughs> and then suddenly but there was a lot of pressure and expectancy, and mm. they'd also signed twenty players, which is uh, very yeah, different. Gel those th- together, and I think I heard that Nigel Spe- Nigel Speckman. I think he came from a. Uh, did did he do some Sky Sports job for five seven years before he was managing the Millwall club? So it was possible. even yeah. yeah. It was a big name. not not a big not not a big manager name, but it was a big name in England. Some some people said he played for Liverpool in his young days. <laughs> he uh, yeah, he was he was quite a good player. He was replaced by a guy called Willie Donerkey. Oh, he was the assistant. Scottish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was the assistant exactly yeah I remember yeah uh, and uh, yeah you uh, did you did you find that your um, your chances were quite limited sort of you know after that no no it went the, it went the other way I, I was oh, beginning to yeah I went to begin playing up front okay. with the uh, with the uh, down Byfield uh, and uh, suddenly with Everything was turned around. Uh, in the end of the season, we ended up being very close to uh, to the playoffs. So, uh, so uh, yeah, it was it was quite good. And in, in, in the in the in the break in the in the winter break, they they signed up that uh, their old uh, top goalscorer Neil Harris. Mm. And then suddenly we were three players up front. You know, Neil Harris, Darren Barfield, and me. And then yeah, we were changing around a bit. So how did you find playing with? Because you're you're obviously I haven't really mentioned it, but you're a really tall guy. You're about six foot five, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, so was that a good combination with people like Byfield and Neil Harris? More like Byfield, I think, because he was a quite fast guy. Yeah. Neil Harris is more like me, not as fast, but it's a good header and control the ball and all that stuff. But it was a good mix, to be honest. Uh, the problem was that Neil Harris was. Even more fan culture than me, so <laughs> yeah, because he's been like oh, it is yeah, exactly massively. Yeah. So you, I think you scored about nine goals, something like that, that season. A few. Uh, yeah, and then I scored four, four goals in the cups. I think so. It was, it was okay. I was the second best 
scorer that season, Byfield in front of me. So in yeah. the first season for Millwall and all that pressure on everything, I was I was quite happy to be honest. Yeah, exactly. And you like live? You lived in London, I take it, and you you know is a, of a new yeah lives lives in a uh, yeah very nearby the Bromley where the training ground is Beckenham Bromley yeah twenty minutes from the from the mm. from the stadium in uh, yeah South London exactly okay so uh, the, and the Millwall uh, fans that I talk to and there's probably a few be listen to this uh, always remember that time really you know they they really respect you as a player and there's a lot of uh, love for you still in. Uh, mm-hmm. In Millwall, so that's that's really nice. But how did you then? How did the Northampton move come about? Then was that was that because you thought you wanted a change of direction, wanted to play? What, how did no, 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 not at, not at all. Um, when the season was over at Millwall, we that's my first season playing for like ten or eight months in a row. You know, when you play all the Christmas and all that, and then yeah. uh, we went home. Beginning of May, uh, two months off, ten weeks doing nothing. I went back to Denmark and uh, was quite happy about uh, about Millwall and all the history. Uh, and then uh, I went back in the end, the beginning of beginning of July, I think. Then we have you know six six weeks of pre-season or something like that. And 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 Nigel, no, not Nigel, uh, Will Will Donicky got the job. And then um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, getting. Getting back to all the the the, the, the football again, and then um, the first day—I still remember the first day—it was unbelievable. Um, you have to go on the first floor on the training ground and say hello to the manager, uh, and then I went in to say, uh, and, yeah, speak to the manager and say hello, and then he said, "Hey, Paul, welcome back." Um, and it, it's that was the first word he said to me, like, "Welcome back." Um, I just want to let you know. You're not gonna play any more games in the Millwall yet. Wow! And I said, I've I've been home in Denmark for two months, and he's yeah, that's that's the story. Can you uh, you need to go down now and then uh, and then uh, train? <laughs> well, so he said that you didn't have a future at the football club, but going no, he said you're not gonna play any more games in the Millwall yet. That's the word. Wow! There wasn't there wasn't even a conversation. It no, was no, 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 not at all. Oh, it's it's not very kind, is it? it oh, I, I bet that's 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 why I, I used the c word before. Yeah. Because because and then afterwards, I didn't know about English football, but that what that's how they that's how it works, isn't it? If you don't if they don't want a player, they just they just sign up some new players, and then in the in the first couple of weeks, I was I was doing the stuff with the first team, and then suddenly I was training in the afternoon with the the youth team and all that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and I was, I was, yeah, I had a, a, of course, I was, uh, I spoke to my, ma- to my, to my um, agent all the time, yeah. as I said, but, but, I'm, I'm quite happy. <laughs> I, li- I live, I live in, in London. I, I play for a, quite a big team compared to a League One team, and uh, I, I think I did well last year. What's, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, there's English, sort of, like fo- English football and football in general can be quite. You know, the ruthless in terms oh, of it can. Uh, it can be quite ruthless, but there's still ways. If you're going to like release a player or sell a player or move a player on, there's still different ways of dealing with it. And just saying exactly. to someone straight away, you've got no future is really, it's really bad. And, and, and then suddenly, Darren Byfield was training with me as well because he he, he don't want to play for the Millwall anymore. So it was, it was it was quite a good use team we had <laughs> in a few weeks. Oh, yeah, uh, I should imagine with you and Darren Byfield up front. Um, and, I guess then, then your uh, agent, um, does your agent start to 
try and look at other clubs for you then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did for the for the most of the preseason, but to be honest, the, the big problem was, and and that's how it is. That at that at that point it was the money because Millwall played a paid me some huge wages, um, and there was no club in League One that that could pay the same amount of money. And yep. I was when 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 he told me the words about not gonna play any more games, I was just thinking, all right, get me uh, get me ready for a new club, uh, get me fit, and then uh, I need to to think about they they still pay me. What can they do? They they can't get me out of the contract when when I still how long was do, your contract still left? Oh, I had I had I had one more left, one more year left. So um, oh, yeah, right. but but. When when it's it's beginning to be the end of the preseason, you 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 want to find a club because you want to play football when you're in, you when you're nearly thirty. You want to play football even that you're twenty. It doesn't really matter how old you are. Yeah. So uh, I, I went to uh, first of all I went to um, I went to play a game in Bournemouth. Um, yeah. Kevin Bunt, I think the the, the manager was um, went to play a game. Went very well. I scored a goal and. And they were quite happy about it. But the strange thing was that before I went there, they, why are they not talking about wages before uh, me playing a game? <laughs> that was the problem. They didn't have the money to, to sign me because suddenly Middle wanted some money for me as well. That's, that's a, I don't understand why. Why, why, why. why tell a player to leave and then suddenly want money for him? Yeah, uh, this doesn't make any sense, does it? No, absolutely not. So, so in the end of the end of the game, um, a week before, uh, suddenly Northampton came in, and then I went to play. Uh, I, I was I, I told the, the football club. I, I had a I had a word with the gaffer, um, Stuart. What's his name? Uh, Stuart Gray. Yeah, uh, Stuart Gray. I had a word with him. I said, um, I'm not sure about this move because we're so close to. Uh, to the to the start of the game, and um, I don't want to come. I don't want to come to a club when I when I when I need to use like a month or two on the bench to get everything sorted. So I said, when, if this is a move, I want to play. And then uh, I went to see the the club, and uh, I played a game, a preseason game, the week before we started. Mm. Uh, I don't know where, somewhere around Northampton, <laughs> uh, and uh, played up front with Andy Kirk, I think it was, yeah. uh, Scottish guy. Was it the Scottish guy? Yeah. Uh, I think he was, yeah. Yeah, quite a good player as well. Uh, and he and we, we did, did a good job because he was like a smaller, quite fast guy as well. And then uh, after the game, I said, you need to sort everything with Millwall and then I'm I'm ready to play. And then, um, yeah, the story is that uh, everything gets sorted. And uh, yeah, and then I went to uh, Northampton and I only started on the bench for the first game, I think, because mm. I had only like two or three Sessions match and fitness and stuff, match fitness yeah, you needed yeah. there. So, uh, I spoke yeah. to um, Andy Holt, who was your teammate uh, at that time yeah. at Northampton, and he, he said that uh, a funny story that something about you liking Starbucks, and because uh, there was a, star, uh, a Starbucks in Northampton, you were okay. Yeah, I was pretty shocked, to be honest. <laughs> there was, uh, what, what's, the, what's the other one? Um, Costa? Yeah, Costa Coffee, yeah. yeah. No, but the, the whole thing was that I was... I didn't know anything about Northampton, and yeah. uh, compared to England, it's, it's, it's probably a pretty small town. That even that is not even small in Denmark, but but compared to London, and I was 
I was so happy about the place. And then I suddenly moved to Northampton and I went to the high street. And then I was thinking, whoa, not even a Starbucks. But yeah, that was the, that was the, that was the story about it, yeah. Yeah, uh, we'd call it a culture shock in England. Sometimes you oh. go from a big city to a smaller town, and but um, some, I think that's a I good think, word. It, I think it worked out. It, yeah, it worked out. It worked out well because um, you started to play games. You, you, mm-hmm. You're up front with Andy Kirk in that good combination. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you scored quite a few goals quite early on. You got your actually we beat Millwall early on in the League Cup. I think yeah, two nil. Yeah, um, it was perfect. Perfect start. You played that one. Mm-hmm. I think Holti. I think Holti's actually. Uh, you don't have. You know. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. But didn't at one point you didn't you give a bit of stick to old uh, your old manager and uh, like give yeah, him a few... yeah. massively, massively. <laughs> no, it was it was my first start because I think it was the first game after the the first game of the league and then we suddenly it's quite funny we have to to play against uh, play against Millwall even it was the. I don't, I don't know the name of this. Was it the Coca-Cola Cup or was the trophy something? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. for me, it was a massively game to get back to everything because I think uh, I don't, I, I, I do not think that Millwall was a better team, but it was a not, not a, not a bad word of Northampton. It was such a bigger club than that Northampton is. So, yeah, so played against them at home, beat them two 0 Yeah, it was. A good yeah. feeling and a little tiny oh, bit of revenge, really. It was. We all have a bit of that from time to time. Um, exactly. uh, and then you, got, I think you got your first goal at Sixfields. We beat Yeovil. That's quite a little club. Um, no, sorry, we lost against Yeovil, but you scored. Uh, yeah, we lost two one, goal. I think. Yeah, two yeah. one. You got yes. a good memory for this. A good memory is. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember a lot of this stuff. Um, you scored against Leighton Orient as well. Um, Huddersfield, who are quite a big club, you scored with them. Um, yeah. So quite. quite you, as you say in England, you hit the ground running uh, quite yeah. well, considering you hadn't played a lot. You know your fitness and all that. Yeah, it was it was quite nice to be honest. When but at that time I also went to a club where it's more like a, a it's more like a, a what do you call it a, a, a team performance. You sure. don't have you don't have a I don't think you have a big star at that point. Mm-hmm. We ha- I don't think we had a big star on Northampton Football Club. Mm. Uh, Mark Mark Bond, the the goalkeeper was I think it was it was the start of his career quite quite a good keeper he had a he had Very a really good. good he had a really good season yeah. um, and then uh, we we performed well uh, ended up being we ended we ended up had a good season where the last month we were very close to the playoff I think um, exactly um, I'll just go quickly through how the season progressed yeah, November, yeah. November went a bit dodgy it wasn't that great uh, December uh, you scored. You scored actually against Forest home and away. I think. I mean, you scored at, at Forest. I'm pretty sure at the City Ground at Forest. Do you remember yeah, that? I did. Yeah, behind all the all the fans. It was yeah. That was, was an old stadium, but it was a, a massive crowd. Massive crowd. Oh man, for like Northampton, we took a lot of fans, and the atmosphere yeah. was good. But I remember yeah. being gutted because uh, Junior Gogo scored in the like last minute. It was an equaliser. Like we could have won that. Yeah, yeah, we, we played two two, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, think, could have easily yeah. won that. But what yeah. that showed is we could actually fight against the bigger clubs. Could... Yeah, I, th- I think we played better against the bigger clubs. To be honest, uh, we, had, we were struggling when we play against Yeovil and all the sm- yeah. all the small teams. Yeah, maybe that's. We, we, I'll go into it a bit later. But we had some talent in the squad, and maybe 
if you play against the uh, clubs like Forest, they let you play a little bit more so you can uh, show a bit of technique. But um, we beat Huddersfield after Christmas again, I think, and you scored. Mm-hmm. And you got a red card in Millwall, New Year's Day. Oh, that was the yeah, first of January. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I still remember it. But to be honest, it wasn't a red card. But the the, the ref uh, thought I gave uh, uh, Zach, Zach Whitebread an uh, uh, elbow in his head. And then right. and suddenly everything was... The people around me. And then suddenly his head, Neil Harris pushed me. And I went down. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he was showing the red card. Afterwards, <laughs> I was showing the red card for for elbowing. Uh, the, the, first of all, I, I was not. I use my elbows, but that's how it works in England. Uh, normally, you can get very long with with elbows and all. You can fight um, much more in England than you than you can in uh, in Denmark. So it, that was that was I was quite happy about that. But then suddenly, yeah, it was a, it was a red card. And uh, to to be honest, I think we went to. Um, we went to the FA to uh, to have a look at the videos because, I, to be honest, I didn't do anything. But they they couldn't they couldn't see anything. So I had yeah, I was three games suspended, I think. Yeah, sometimes yeah. Uh, it's hard to get the uh, red cards changed because it's just uh, it's just like the FA, it's, it's a bit difficult. But um, obviously, playing against Millwall meant a lot to you. There's probably a lot of passion in that game. Um, oh, it was yeah, it was a special day was because it? it was first of January as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, day, day after New Year's Eve. Um, what was, how, what was it like playing with Stuart Gray as a manager? How would you describe him, and you know, um, his style of coaching and stuff like that? Um, I think he, he, he did a good job. Um, I'm, I'm not sure about how many players he, he signed, but 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 he, he he managed to find some some good players, uh, yeah. work for each other. Uh, that. Uh, you can add a word with him if if you want it after the games, before the games, on on the weekday. Uh, so, like having a having a word sometimes when you're down, and and also having a word when when it's when you scored and all that. What what went wrong and what went right? So yeah, he, I think he uh, he surprised a bit at the club. I'm not sure, but that's that's my point of view. Yeah, he uh, he was a very well respected player in his time. Yeah. Yeah. I think he played for Aston Villa and people like that. Um, uh, you did you live in Northampton at the time, or where did you live? Yeah, yeah, I lived uh, just outside. It was uh, at, like a new area we bought. Uh, now we rented a new house. I can't remember what the when. Yeah, can't really remember what the what the the town was. It was like five minutes uh, in a car from uh, from Coblos. Uh, sure. Yeah. And so. did you did you like did you like living in the area and stuff? Did you? What did you think? Uh, Obviously when, different when, from London. Oh yeah, but but when you put all all things together, it's when you when you're a foreign player, it's better to play a lot and then have a good time with the family than than yeah. I played in Millwall as well, but there was so much more to do in in London than than uh, concentrate on football. So so yeah, all bring all stuff together. It was quite nice. Uh, maybe I would have moved to another. To another city if I if I stayed there for a longer time I, I, I'm not sure which one but maybe closer to like yeah something else but yeah, but yeah. in the end it was I had a good time um, played a uh, lot scored some goals and all that exactly yeah. uh, Akin Femwa came in uh, Adibar Akin Femwa he came in yeah the beast after Christmas <laughs> the beast yeah. uh, he he was an ex Millwall player as well 
Yeah. So, I, think I think that was after me. I'm not sure. Maybe yeah, he played for Millwall for a little bit, and he he came in. I remember I remember seeing him the first game I saw him, uh, and I was literally like, "Who is this guy? Like, uh, what? How is he a pro?" And then within, I think he probably scored you knowing Bayo within about uh, ten minutes, and uh, just a lethal, lethal, strong player up front. What was what was oh your like God. relationship like with him? Oh, it, it was quite good. It was quite good because we were so different. Like he was the biggest, strongest player ever. Yeah, uh, you can see that on all these. <laughs> Yeah, he's, uh, he's doing now. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Um, but I'm saying, and he was, um, he was very different from me. All his history yeah. from, I think he's he's from North London somewhere. So, yeah, quite a, quite a hard place maybe. Um, but uh, we went up very well, and he was playing. Uh, we were like, play the ball, long ball. Uh, he controlled it. I'm running or hitting or something like that, and then he ended up scoring some goals as well. So. Uh, and he was strong as a, I, I can't believe how strong he was. But <laughs> it you, was very you, difficult. You, but you couldn't move. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable to move. But, I and, saw and him he in was, training. He was still, and he was still and fit. He, he was, was he was fit as well. After a few weeks, he was quite fit. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him in training one time, and uh, he literally just stood. He stood with his back to goal, got the ball, mm. turned. No one could touch him, and he just scored. But he scored yeah. a lot of goals. Like he was just. Unbelievable to move. Um, then in that season, um, we started to get some momentum and we started like this late charge towards the playoffs, actually. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was some talk of promotion. It, was, it wasn't like, we, as fans, we weren't like sure we could do it. But no. with the, when the games came, we were like, actually, we can do this. And I, I would say that game against Swansea... 4-2 win against Swansea. Yeah, was a massive was game. a brilliant win, a massive uh, win. I think he was on loan from Swansea, wasn't he? Or did he came from Swansea? He had played for Swansea. Oh, point. he played for Swansea, yeah. Yeah, and Swansea was quite a big team as well. Uh, so, yeah, yeah it, it was a great game. Uh, was it February or March or something like that? And they were... Like, didn't March, they, yeah. They, 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 they did promote it, didn't they, that, that year? Yeah, their I'm manager sure, but... was uh, Roberto Martinez. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and after and afterwards, they they went to the Premier League with with Michael Laudrup. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. Um, no, but anyway, but yeah, it was a good it was a good game. Yeah, I remember. I think it's has got two goals. Angel Rangel played for them. Uh, played in the Premier League. Oh, uh, yeah. Lincoln, Ferry Bode. So they yeah. had a really good side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good manager. But you you scored two goals that game. Yeah, I remember. You can always remember the games where you score goals. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, well, yeah, but that's that's the story again. When you play against the bigger team, we were we were just stronger, and then uh, we played very well. We had some good players on the team, uh, and we sometimes we 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 just played the old English football. Uh, you can call it kick and rush. I don't know what you call it now, but sometimes you just need to give the ball up to the front players and then take it from there. Uh, we also had some good midfielders. Um, was the was the the guy called the, the 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 he went to he went to Forest didn't he? Um, uh, yeah, we had jo- 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 Joshua. Jo- no, what's his name? Josh. I'll, no. I'll go through the I'll go through yeah. the team and you can and and and, and when I go through this team, we'll realise like what quality players we had at the time. Yeah. We had Mark Bunning goal. Oh yeah. Was Jason Crow was a right back. He was really yeah, good. Remember, remember, yeah. Gabor Giepes, the Hungarian maestro. He was, oh, he was strong as well. Class he, couldn't speak, he couldn't. He couldn't speak any English, but he was quite good. <laughs> yeah, he had. Uh, he had some. Pay, like he was like good on the ball. He, he could yeah. slow the game down a bit. 
we had a guy called Mark Little. I think he was a full. Yeah, he, well. he was he was on loan from from a Premier League club, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he, he was, was he was he was quite good as well. Good yeah, player, uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. He was on loan from Wolves. I think I think he was a left sided player. Brian Gilligan was in midfield. Yeah, he was a centre midfielder could get up and down. Uh, right. A guy called Joe Burnell who was quite a steady player in the middle. Yeah, I remember. Danny Jackman, really good left foot on him. He was a useful player. Do you remember him? Little little fellow with blonde. Yeah, hair. little guy. Yeah, he went to. Uh, I think he went to Gillingham before. I can't remember. Yeah, good guy. Yeah. Yeah, and um, good. He had a good set piece on him as well. He could take a free kick. Yeah. Andy exactly. Holt was uh, in there. Who I've spoken to. He was. Uh, he was really good at heading. I remember. Oh, <laughs> like. unbelievable. Uh, he, he was playing more like a, a, a left attacker when we played three up front sometimes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Knock the ball up to him, and he. I, I've spoken to him about it, and he just said he always a really good at headering and jumping and beating people in the air. He was unbelievable hitting him, by the way. Unbelievable, I remember. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, and then up front, obviously yourself and Akin Fenwa. So that's a really good side. And then then you had people like Giles Coke, who was a midfielder, who was he, who was useful, and um, Bradley Johnson. He went on to Bradley a really Johnson. Good... That's the guy I remember. He was very good. I think. Did he not go to to a bigger club afterwards? He played for Norwich, Derby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really good career. I think, he he, a, I think he's still playing, to be honest. But I'm not sure. Yeah, he is. And he's got a, he had a good hard shot on him, I remember. But yeah. it's a, a really good side that uh, uh, Stuart Gray managed to bring together. And um, so we beat Swansea 4-2 at Sixfield, which was a brilliant result. And then I think it was exactly the next game. We played Nottingham Forest at home. Um and you scored one of the best goals, the overhead kick. Probably the best goal. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, we. I think that we lost two one, but I was equalising for one one. I think, and it was very close to have a good result again. Yeah, and it was. It was. It was crowded. It was. It was one of the time where the stadium was was packed with how many? Seven thousand, eight thousand. Eight thousand. Yeah, seven eight. Yeah. And it's it's also like a. a, a it's not a derby, but it's close to a local derby, isn't it? Like Forest against Northampton. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's particularly a derby in terms no, of no, you know but history, but it's not that far from. They're distance, not that far yeah. from each other. Forest exactly. is a massive club. They bought a lot. Yeah. Of, they bought a lot of fans, and um, yeah. Sixfields could actually get a good atmosphere going on those sort oh, of games. It could. It could when when it was when it was full. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember how the goal came about? Because it was it was quite a difficult one to finish for you that overhead kick. It was slightly behind you and stuff, and you managed to get your your foot on it. it was I think it was really... jumping in the area somewhere somewhere around, and then suddenly I was yeah, I was of course I was on the on the back of the goal, and then uh, yeah, lucky one sometimes. But uh, and it was also again in front of the forest fans because it was in the other end, like yeah. Perfect. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think they were getting sick of you at that point. You scoring against them, um, Thanks, yeah. but a brilliant goal. I still remember it now. Um, we it was, that was another close game. We could have on another day maybe got a result out of that. They they got a close victory. Um, I think it was two two one. Two one it was. Yeah. Um, we were we were just sort of on that the edge of being really good and like getting promotion, but it just never really. Um, Happened. I think we finished ninth, which was not. I think probably the highest we finished in a long yeah, time. I, I think so. One. Yeah, yeah. And it was well above of Millwall. They were, I don't know what Millwall was, but they were lower than us. So that was for me like a a very good season. Yeah. 
so you made the you made the right the right decision really to go. You were a club that finished higher. Um, you were top <laughs> score of the season. You got yeah. thirteen, which wasn't a bad return at all. That was pretty good. Thirteen goals. Probably was that one of your highest got, uh, sort of goal scoring seasons for a while at that point. Yeah, I think I scored more. F- one or two more game, more goals from for Hafulia when I went to to Aalborg uh, at that time. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 pretty happy about the, the goal scoring. But more more like a, a team performance for the whole season, I think, because it was a mix of like very young players, and then I was only was I 29 or something like that. Not old, but older and 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 been playing a. A few hundred games for for the Superliga and and Middlewall as well. So uh, it was a, it was a good mix and uh, yeah, ended up being a very good season I think, especially for the club. Definitely, uh, I I remember when I we we played uh, Swansea. I wrote a little article about it and I said this is actually really good. Like this is not as good as it gets for Northampton, but this is a brilliant time for the football club. And I was mm. I sort of right because we've never really got back to that level again uh, in the league um it was a bit of a shame really for you though because you that was it wasn't it you, you sort of left left the football club did did you want to leave or how did that work no not at all i wanted to, to stay in england uh, and i wanted to stay in northampton but in the end of the end of the end of the game it was i'm not a big fan talking about wages and money and all that stuff. But when you're, again, a foreign player and you bring your wife and kids to the to another country and, uh, yeah, then you have to take care of everything. And then um, the point was that, that Millwall was still playing me some money, even that I played for Northampton for a whole year. And then, yeah, the Northampton did not have the money for me to, to, uh, to stay more. Then the year I played, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's the short story. <laughs> that's football sometimes. Um, no, it is, yeah, it is. It's just a shame, like looking back, that you were your form was good, your consistency mm-hmm. was, you know, improved and everything, and scored a lot of goals. And we, Cobblers were obviously ninth. We could have maybe, if you'd have stayed, and you know things had take uh, were different, we could have maybe. Try to, to to go on, but the next season we got relegated. Yeah, I thought it, was it turned out well for us. And you went back to uh, Denmark. When did you? So you didn't really want to even go back to Denmark to play, did you? No, not no, not at all. Because when you when you moved over there, like for bringing all your stuff and family to to another country, and especially England, yeah, um, you, you just want to play more than more than two years. And and all the games you got, I, I think it's it was perfect for me. To be honest, I. I'm not a fan of doing all the training stuff. <laughs> I love games, and when when you play in 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 the League One, you have you have you you have the league, you have uh, FA Cup, you have what's it called now? Uh, uh, all the various things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you have you have three cups. Okay. You 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 give more than you have more than 50, 50, 50 games, sixty games maybe. Yeah, and it's like coming up. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. I love it. And you don't have all these double sessions. I hate double sessions. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate everything, everything about, about about sessions, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, you, yeah. as a player, you obviously like to play. When yeah. you've got a run of games, that's when a, a forward can find his consistency and that, um, the eye for goal. Yeah. Exactly. You were finding that at Northampton. And then, were there, were there no no options in England then? Like, how did that happen? 
Yeah, there was a few options, but the problem was that that uh, we we uh, we went back to Denmark um, the day after the last game. Um, two months at home, uh, we have we bought a house when I was in Northampton and back home in Roskilde at that time because maybe I was supposed to stay in England, but my family wanted to go back because I had kids went to school at that point. So so for me, it was like okay. If we find the if we find the club if we find the money you know what I mean I'll I'll take one more year some at some point because I can travel it's easy you have you have a hundred flights from Denmark to London to sit or to uh, Manchester whatever in, yeah. in uh, one and a half hours so I could even travel in the morning sometimes and then still catch up and then uh, go home sometimes so but in the end um, there was a few clubs in Denmark waiting for me so uh, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I think it was more more like a family thing, staying home instead of traveling back to England. Even that, uh, I, I miss England. I miss all the football in England. All the, I'm a big uh, I'm a big fan of beers, <laughs> pints. So uh, yeah, I love, all the, I, I love the cup culture, like the pop culture. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when, yeah. when it when it when it's a Saturday, it's a Saturday. You go out. Yeah, you know all the story. <laughs> Even it, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter if, it, if 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 it's a a League Two games. Uh, I, I would rather go to a Championship or League One than Premier League because it's when you go to the Premier League, it's it's is it it's it's not fans. It's like all the rich people and uh, people traveling from Asia and all that stuff. I went to Arsenal a few times because I'm a big Arsenal fan. But yeah, but the crowd all over the place is is. No, it's it's not the same. And 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 when they moved to the big stadium, when we when when they played at Highbury, it was yeah, it was unbelievable. And now they're just playing on a massive stadium. Did you go to Highbury then? Yeah, I went to my Highbury a few times as well, and it was unbelievable. In the middle of no, you're not, you're not in the middle of nowhere, but it's a, between all these small houses, and suddenly boom, there was a Highbury. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant stadium, Highbury, and uh, oh, one of those classic stadiums as well. That when you lose those sort of classic stadiums and replace them with what what we call it over here, like a soulless bowl, yeah. it's like soulless with no soul and it's a bowl. And um, yeah, that's that's the way football's gone. But even at Northampton now, we've got a lot of and Millwall clubs like that. We've got a lot of loyal, passionate fans that um, <laughs> don't really buy into the whole Premier League thing. You know, we it's nice that football exists in a different way and. In different leagues, for uh, sure, you can for find sure. a bit of passion and you know authenticity and stuff like that. Um, you went back to, to Denmark. You played for a club called A A B over there, and yeah. uh, and I can't pronounce this for the life of me. Magetland or something. Magetland. If 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 Magetland, yeah, that's the yeah. that's that's the the best team in Denmark at the moment. They're even better than FC Copenhagen. <laughs> Yeah, they're uh, owned by. Are they owned still by the guy that owns Brentford, called Matthew Benham? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. And Brentford got the Danish manager as well. Um, uh, can't remember the name. I think he yeah. went to be. He's, he he's the manager of the year, to be honest. At at this point. Um, yeah, um, Benham is uh, Matthew Benham has got this. Um, it's called Moneyball thing going on with. Yeah. Uh, he development yeah. and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, Brentford are doing really really well with it. Um. They, have, went, a, they uh, have a few. They have a few play, Danish players as well, and a Danish chairman, I think. Yeah, they do. Exactly. Yeah, uh, you ended up uh, back home at Roskilde. You played yeah. there again. Um, was it nice to finish the story off back where you started to an extent? 
Oh yeah, they were they were very close to relegated when when I signed for them in the winter, and then I had a, a half a season to, to to do the stuff, and then we we uh, we ended up getting not promoted. So uh, that was the story for me, and then I went back to play the, some local football against for my childhood uh, team, Roskilde and then uh, yeah, so it was. I would have loved to play it a few more years, but at that time of uh, point, I was like uh, beginning to getting uh, what what is it called half half professional when you still have to work and then semi, <laughs> play football semi professional, yeah semi yeah. semi professional and I and I, I, I did not have the time for it because I've I've done it before and I know how, how hard it is when when you don't even want to train <laughs> how so. how old were you when you retired like then properly uh, Are you still now maybe I, I still play, but uh, but uh, nearly nearly uh, ten years ago, like a professional football player. Yeah, thirty-four, so I think. Yeah. Sorry. But, but a, 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 you know, a, a really interesting career and some really good moments. Um, you didn't you try management a little, like assistant manager as well? Yeah, I went to uh, to a, a, a local club um, not far from Roskilde with some of my old mates, and then. Uh, but the story was that. When you see yourself in a player, as I did, um, saw everything about what they wanted to do and what they don't wanted to do, then ended up being. I ended up we ended up getting promoted that season for for the league when I when I was a I was a playing manager, but but it was too much work. When you when you when you're a player, you just just do the sessions, you do the games, yeah. you think about some some stuff. But when you are a manager, like you have to do. All the thinking about the players, why did they not perform, why did they not uh, play well, and all that stuff, and then preparation. Oh, too much preparation, I think. Yeah, but it was, it was try. It was nice to to try to see how it was, and then after one year, I could see see it was that's not that's not the direction, to be honest. Sure. Uh, here's a good question. Like, if if you were a manager, would you like to manage yourself when you were playing, or would you find yourself uh, would you be shouting at yourself? <laughs> You know, I, I wouldn't. Mean, I would not manage myself. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. But I love players like me. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, uh, you need to have players with, with yeah, with my type. So, but but being a manager for me was be terrible. When you were a player, you had a lot of character about you and personality yeah. and a passion for the game. And a lot of modern football doesn't have those sort of players anymore. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, maybe they have. Uh, the, yeah, I confirm with the beast is still playing. He's he's probably a, a big character, I think. Um, but he's more like a he's more like a what do you call like a a, a fan culture now. He's 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 a, he's a very popular person, I think. I can see on all the the me social media. So uh, yeah, but, he, but yeah, he's, and, he's, still, uh, he's still playing though. I think for uh, is it Wickham Wanderers. He's still playing, and uh, he plays. Who plays on our Wimbledon? We, we, no, Wickham I think. Yeah. Can wonder as yeah, and uh, when he was playing, a lot of people said you know he was too big to play football and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's, he's gone on to play. He's gone on to play till he's like thirty-seven or something. So yeah. he's obviously done something right. Um, yeah. But you're, you know, you're very fondly remembered by Cobblers fans. We we were talking recently about a lot of sort of the best forwards that have played for the club, and your your name comes up, and um, oh, just brilliant. you played you played at a time when. We had a really good top side. We were beating some good big clubs that probably would, we wouldn't normally. And just look back on it with some really good memories and 
sort of happy times. Nice. Yeah, that's quite nice to be in, mentioned for one of the best drivers. But I'll have a good Sunday now. <laughs> yeah, you should do. And um, it's it, uh, football is a funny old game and stuff, and life is is funny. But you've um, I never knew that your family were in the cinema business, and uh, that's what you're doing now, isn't it? Running a cinema in back in Roskilde. Yeah, yeah. my my parents um, started the started the cinema back in '79 uh, when I was a very small kid, and then um, after my professional um, football times, I went into the to the company, and then uh, two years ago, my sister and I um, bought the, the, the uh, took over the, the the cinema after my parents. So um, so now we're doing the business, and on, on the other side, we're still doing uh, we're still trying to uh, to get to get people uh, to get happy people. You know, I'm, I'm still performance on uh, on my my daily. Uh, daily work but now it's, it's it's in the cinema you know before it was yeah. on a football ground but it's it's pretty much the same to be honest you, when you go to a football game that's because you want to go to the game when you go to a cinema that's because you want to go to the cinema so and uh, yeah so it's yeah it's, 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 it's nice business, but a different a different type of entertainment yeah, it is it is what, it is, what sort it is, of cinema yeah. is it what sort of films do you show is it is it danish films and like uh, international no no we, we are big we're big independent cinema so um yeah uh, so we do all the the premier film and all the stuff. Not at the moment, but uh, we're doing very soon, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, people probably might not realise it, but uh, Denmark's got quite a big media industry. Uh, yeah, they do. Uh, yeah. Filmmaking. I've seen a few. Because uh, funnily enough, I, my my mum used to run a cinema as well, and I I was brought funny. up in a cinema, so I used to, yeah. uh, you know, maybe, you know, for quite a young age, where I'll be watching some films from all over the world and stuff, and it's. Really interesting. Um, Denmark. I think Lars von Trier, the film director. Oh, he is. He is from Denmark. For he's sure. Fella. He's, oh, he he, is, his uh, films are like, wow. If you're going to watch a, a weird film in uh, lockdown, oh, watch one of his. Yeah. Uh, he's crazy. film in three and a half hours. Just go and t- <laughs> take your time. But 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 he's a massive name in the whole world, to be honest. Uh, yeah, he's a brilliant director. Yeah. There's, there's a film called Melancholia. That I remember. Oh, yeah, I know. Exactly. Kristen Dunst, I think she's in He gets some weird, like, unusual actor. actor he, got some, he got some big uh, American actors in his movies because they want to they, they wanna get involved. Not even that he's paying anything whatsoever. <laughs> Just interesting, Strange. isn't he? His yeah, film, it is. It, it he'll is. take it. Uh, yeah, he, ta- he takes things, like, uh, quite one one next level. That's oh, very he does. I won't tell you all his, all his films, but he's got some uh, interesting ones. Um, so, yeah, uh, it must be a difficult time at the moment with lockdown with cinema industry and stuff. Uh, it, it, to be honest, I always say it's, it's, it's the same story in the whole world now, isn't it? But, but the good thing about Denmark now, we, we're going, we're going very, very in the right direction tomorrow, tomorrow morning, all the shopping center, all the, the, the all, all the people are back in school. Um, we got a date now for the cinemas, the 8th of, June, so that's a month from today or yesterday. Um, so I think in a in a couple of months we hopefully on the right on the right direction. Um, yeah, and then you can also see Germany's going, Norway, Sweden. Yeah. I know you. I know you're big. You're, you're probably behind England at the moment, but you're also like 60,000, 60, no, sixty million people. We are we are we're we're less than five point five million in. In Denmark, and we're less than 500 people. 
uh, yeah. died. So so yeah, we we also we also had a lockdown from the from one day to another. Suddenly, boom, two two months ago. <laughs> yeah, so. I I think um, hopefully things are turning around for the better. You never know, do you? But um, I think what I I think just to say your name of your cinema is it's. Kino Rostov. Kino, Kino Rostov. Yeah, we we we're in a we're in a shopping center as well. So, so so that's why the the the, the name of the cinema is Kino and the shopping center is Rostov. So ah, that's why. I you, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we should uh, organize a Northampton uh, fans trip over to watch a film over there. Oh, yeah, come over and watch your Dolby Forest on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try to find that game. That would be that would be nice. Yeah. Uh, I think we found it. It's on YouTube. I think that game. Um, ah, perfect. But uh, yeah, I think um, it'd be nice to uh, it'd be nice to just uh, reconnect you to the club a bit and stuff. And if you you know want to come over, we can sort that out and stuff. And yeah, as, 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 go as, to watch Milton a little bit. Let's bring you to a Northampton game as well. Yeah, as I said uh, when we spoke a few days ago, uh, every year, once a year, I go to the to a Millwall game, and uh, I, I do not see any problem going to. Uh, to Northampton for for a game. Well, what what is what is the is, is the nearest is is, is is it you can travel to Luton, can you? Is that an, uh, that's that's very close, isn't it? The airport, to be honest. Ah, uh, right. In terms of flying over, yeah, Luton yeah. or they're probably. Uh, I don't know if you can fly to Birmingham from. Um, yeah, you can fly with SAS to Birmingham, but you can fly with. I think Ryanair do the Luton. I think I know it's a city airport, but it's very Luton's close. Not, I remember. Luton's Half not far. Hour. There's definitely no? ways. That, yeah. There's different ways of getting from Luton to Northampton, yeah. no problem. But, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up now. It's been yeah. really good talking to you. Uh, there's, yeah, just good talking about a time. As a fan, I like times when we do go up against the bigger teams like Nottingham Forest, and we do like um, go toe to toe, as we say over here. They're they're the memories I I really cherish, and you know, just thanks for being part of that. And you know, no worries. Thanks for being a part of it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, you know the fans are itching to get back into to football, but we'll, oh, we'll get get yeah. back when it's safe. You know, what I mean, I think they might they might be doing some games behind closed doors or something. Um, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work, but no, um, that's what they're doing in Denmark from now on. So, so yeah, we just has the Super get... League started again or not? No, but they got re- they got green light this Saturday, so they think they start at the end of May and then they they, they play the whole the whole summer, so they're gonna be ready. Uh, it's going to be finished the end of July and then they're going to start up a little bit later, August maybe. Um, so hopefully everything's going to be sorted. And just that that we can go back to, to watch football in the television would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Even that we can go to the to the stadium. Yeah, Yeah, I think um, they're going to... Uh, if if there if is closed, behind closed doors games, they'll, they'll stream the games on the internet. Ah, so. Yeah, they will, they will. You can, we'll get something, but I, I, I do, I do kind of agree. Obviously, there's no, nothing more important than life, but football no, no, no. bring back a little bit of hope to people. So if we can try and do that safely, you know, in whatever way that's possible, I just give people something to look forward to a little bit. You know. Yeah, go back to the pops as well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say actually, the connection, the one connection I can think of between Denmark and Northampton, apart from you, is we've got the uh, Carlsberg Brewery. In Northampton. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, the main UK brewery of for Carlsberg is in Northampton. Perfect. So it's uh, a, 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 a shitty beer, though. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It is. It's it all is. right. It's, it's, just, it? it's just like a like a yeah, it's like a Heineken. I don't. Oh, I, I hate these beers. More more dark and brown, and 
yeah that's me <laughs> yeah we uh to, to be fair we've got a lot of those over here as well so i know you come I over know. let's have a pint and we'll uh yeah. we'll have a talk but good Absolutely. talking to you and you take care of yourself and your family yeah. okay? and you take care mate i'll speak to you soon all right see you bye all right ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.